Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences Podcast, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Greg at xmaserati. Follow the show at gc underscore cast. As always, make sure to search for the Grave Consequences Podcast or the or pardon me, Social Suplex Podcast Network, wherever you download your podcast. Especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us those five stars if you think we deserve it. If you think we deserve less, then give that too, I suppose. Uh, although you will be put on a list. I'm just kidding. The recording... No, you will be put on a terrorist watch list, and you'll be on the no-fly list as well. So yeah. You'll never be able to fly again, so make sure you give us five stars. Uh, I alluded to it on last week's episode. This is being recorded on March 19. This is roughly, what, five minutes after we finished the first one? Yeah, I'm having second thoughts about letting people know that we did that. But ah, who cares? Fuck them. It's too late now. Absolutely, man. I already, uh, already uh, exposed the business, you know? Um, <laughs> this is season one, episode 31 of Lucha Underground. The title is the working title is Desolation of Drago, but Greg, you are the master of alternate titles. What did you decide to call this one? Uh, we're going to call this one the pick of the litter. I love it already. So the very first thing we see tonight is Drago standing atop the temple, and he later uses his wings to descend from the roof. I, I thought it looked so corny, though, when he did it, it. Yeah, it really did. Honestly, it really did. Um, you can tell... These were the same set of tapings from last week because Los Rio Box played us back in. And the first thing Vampiro did was apologize for getting in the ring. He said, I know the show's not about me, which yeah, that told doesn't. Me, hey, the show's scripted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely thinks it is, but mm -hmm. absolutely. Stryker said, you know what? Professionally, it may be unprofessional, but personally, you did the right thing. And thank you. So we've got that going for us. Did he first see tonight? Yeah, what's that now? Did he really do the right thing? Um, I mean, he didn't let Pentagon break Sexy Star's arm, so yes, it was a submission match, snap or tap. The match was already match was already over, Greg. I still don't. I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence with this one. So, but I, I will. I'll, well, we can keep moving. I love how Greg just. Decided to work heel on this episode. That's that's going to be a change of pace. Mm. Um, <laughs> Dario Cueto is telling us that, you know, for weeks we've been building up this great show and uh, this will all culminate with Ultima Lucha, which is basically their WrestleMania. Uh, he didn't say as much, but it's kind of implied. It says the main event of Lucha or of Ultima Lucha, where the Lucha Underground champion defends their title. Their opponent will be decided tonight when everyone who has previously challenged for the Lucha Underground Championship will be fighting to determine the next challenger. And this included Cage, King Cuerno, Hernandez, and Phoenix had he not been sent to an early grave, to quote Dario. <laughs> that was funny. So we have got a triple threat because remember Drago, no matter what he wants to do, where they're standing atop the temple and descending, you know, from the roof, he's still banned. So sorry, dude. Dario Cueto then reintroduces us to Blue Damon Jr. And I completely forgot about this. But Dario 
says, you know, like, Damon, I want you to get the ring rust off of you. So I'm giving you a match tonight. And, and it's a rematch with Chavo Guerrero. And it's anything goes. And Chavo Guerrero is not alone this time because he has got the living members of the crew. He's got Cortez Castro and Mr. Cisco with him. Oh, and by the way, um, Blue Damon, uh, the implication is he was not told he was going to fight right away because this man was in a suit. Yeah, it wasn't a very mobile suit either, and he's not very... I don't know how old he is, but... He's old. Yeah, this. I mean, it's this match was riding on the history and the lineage of the Guerreros versus the, you know, his family. And I understand there's a lot of history in it, but it's Chavo, so it's automatically yeah. losing some stars if you're a star point person. And and Blue Demon's already not able to move as well uh, at his age, mm-hmm. and he's in a suit, so it's just mostly brawling, I'd say. That's the thing. This was more of a story than a match because it was mostly just Damon getting the crap kicked out of him by the two members of the crew and Chavo. And one thing I thought was weird is, you know, the crew started to do, um, you know, uh, attacks from the back where Damon couldn't see him. And Castro did one, but he had a kendo stick in his hand and he put it, he put it down like that didn't make sense to me. I missed that. I, I was kind of tuned out of this match because it, it's an, it's not really a match. Yeah, it's Chavo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nothing much going on here. It's three on one, especially after Chavo uses the kendo stick on Damon. Chavo hits the assisted frog splash, and it's assisted in that one member of the crew grabs Damon's legs and the other member grabs his arms to where he just can't move. And Chavo hits the frog splash, and that's it. It wasn't even so a this very was good a frog splash either, to be honest with you. No, it was not. No, and this was a setup. Yeah, it's a setup for more story going down the line, but really, that's I, my... I meant like this was the setup by Dario Cueto. Oh yeah, well, it's just a needless one too. I don't know why he felt the need to do it. Or me? Oh, you know what? I'm 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 stupid. I just realized this was the other favor that Chavo wanted. Oof. Yes. I just yes. realized that. Yeah, so this made, this does add up. Good eye. I didn't even notice that. This is the second watch, and it just clicked to me. I was like, you know, I was like, why would Dario do it? And I was like, oh, that's right. Dar- uh, this must be the other thing that Chavo wanted. You assume. Either assume. that or, you know, the First Amendment of Lucha Underground, Dario Quito is a dick, but or both. Possibly. I think, yeah. It's probably a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we come back from the break, and Chavo is in the bowels of the temple, and he sees Lotus in the in the cage, and he says, business is business. Black Lotus says, you're a liar. Chavo corrects her and says, I'm a Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> Even he's like, come on. like I, I can't spell it out anymore for you. It's in the name. Come on. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like George W. Bush said, you know, fool me once. Shame on me. Or pardon me. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Y- you don't get fooled again. That <laughs> They should cut that with The Who playing that their own song. Like right when he says that, it goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. So Dario made a mistake by going to take a shit. <laughs> because he didn't know Drago came back. 
He came right up out of the septic tank. He's covered in shit and toilet paper, and he just wants another <laughs> shot. Yeah, Drago. That dragon crawled through 500 yards of shit and still smelled like shit on the other side. <laughs> He's a trooper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's, I think his, his appearance is summed up like in, you remember in Pulp Fiction where uh, Bruce Willis's dad dies overseas as a POW and then uh, Christopher Walken comes and tells him about the watch he had up his ass for uh, the entire time they were in the in the camp. No. You remember Pulp Fiction? I've never seen it, brother. You've never seen it? Well, I didn't I'm, spoil I'm a young I, gun. Well, I didn't spoil anything because it's like an opening scene for that character, yeah. but... Uh, Christopher Walken uh, was friends with, with a guy, and that guy kept a watch that was in their family for generations and generations. And to keep the, uh, I think it's the Vietnam War, so to keep the Vietnamese from getting the watch, he shoved it up his own ass and he kept it in his own asshole until, you know, he was released. And then he gave it to his friend to give it to his son, to his son, so that it would stay in the family. It's a major plot point in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. it's a good plot point though. Yeah. But I love Drago's appearance here because, like, Dario is doing the sink in the mirror thing and he looks up and Drago's behind him. Dude, I would never take a shit in the in that temple. I would never no. go to the bathroom there. I would pee outside. Well, look, it's safer. Even if, that's like, even if Drago didn't exist, I wouldn't go to the bathroom in the temple. Like, no. that place looks grungy as hell. It's dirty. You probably get tetanus. There's demons everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like you could freaking run into dragon. Katrina, but you'll die. Freaking dragon lives in there. Yeah, Katrina could show up for all you know, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. But <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd probably be dying soon, though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Drago says, I heard about the match and I want in because, hey, I challenged Puma for the title. And Dario says, but you lost in your band. And Drago's like, yeah, but do it. And Dario's like, well, OK. But if you lose, you're still banned and you have to take your mask off. So, I mean, it's a pretty good loophole, I think, as far as wrestling goes. This like is I, basically uh, when Johnny made the deal with the devil. Yeah. Who's the devil, though? Dario I mean, or, or uh... Dario's the devil, dude. Drago's Johnny in this case. Um, you know, fiddle of gold title title belt is made of gold. So I think well, it adds up. You say that, but how did Drago even know about the match unless he was there where he wasn't supposed to be and he's stalking Dario? Mm. I'm just saying. I think they're both the devil. They may be. They may be. This could be Satan versus Beelzebub. (laughs) I think literally the same guy. But uh, either way, next up, we had the debut of the Disciples of Death against a trio of technicos and uh first off did you catch the name of the disciples of death the names of the disciples of death uh i didn't ju- write them down so i don't have them remembered well you suck yeah. the names are barrio negro trece which i'm pretty sure means 13 and el sinestro de la muerte what which does that those, one mean uh <laughs> the something of death the sinister death the Sinister Death. There we go. Pretty Good job. Cool. Yeah. What was and the first Barrio one again? Is Barrio Negro. So it's uh, something black. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know what Barrio is. What? Hold on. You know, we're going to look that up right now, damn it. Let me look. Let me make sure. What was it? Sinestro? 
Yeah. That's a DC villain, but... Uh... Oh, my God. Uh, the Black Neighborhood is apparently the translation for Barrio Negro. That can't be... It's got to be a different translation. I'm telling you, Barrio means neighborhood. The Maybe neighborhood means something different in Spanish sometimes. District, quarter, suburb, borough, precinct, neighborhood. Yeah, that's that's it. I guess. Oh, all right. I'm going to be the dark cul-de-sac. I believe you. I believe you. Uh, I'm going to be... Um... I don't know. I'll figure something. <laughs> I will figure something out. Anyway, yeah. So, Black Neighborhood, Trace, pardon me, pardon me, Black Neighborhood, 13, and The Sinister Death. Far and away, the last one's the coolest name. Yeah, definitely. The other ones are kind of weird. Against a trio of Technicos, Masquerita Sagrada, God love them, Pimpinella Escarlata, the Exotico, and the debutante, the fellow debutante, Bengala. Now this match, and you wrote them all down, but this was full of cat puns from the commentary team. Yeah, the best one was from Vampiro, where he said, you know, he's not only a great wrestler, but he's, he's a, cool a really cat. cool cat, too. Yep. <laughs> they called him the pick of the litter. I didn't write them all down. I just wrote down oh. the ones I couldn't time. Uh, one of the other phrases that they said that I liked is when uh, 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 Pimpinella did this the spot where uh, Taguchi would, where he goes into the corner, but he sticks his ass out mm-hmm. so someone will run into it. And Vampira said, watch out, you might lose an eye. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest with you. This day kind of sucked. For because... Bengala? Or for the trio? No, no, for, for the trio. Because, like, they let the Technicos get a lot of offense in on them and think what you want of Pimpy and Masquerita, but they're full-blown comedy acts. Like, they shouldn't be taking this much offense. Although, I will say I can see where they were coming from with something they did to turn the tide. Yeah, well, I think they were trying to do the uh, supernatural uh, Jason Juggernaut kind of role where like yeah they're gonna get their ass whooped but they're they're inevitable to lose to so i think that i I understand what you're saying but i think that's what they were trying to go for is like yeah they're gonna get their spots in but these guys are gonna win eventually if you remember what the turning point was was uh katrina giving the lick of death to pimpy yes and it was like blood in the water for a bunch of sharks Mm -hmm. absolutely Oh, another thing Vampiro said that made me chuckle, because we know Masquerita is a mini, but um, Vampiro says that Masquerita is the only guy he knows that takes 753 steps to get across the ring. <laughs> Vampiro loves it when he gets beat up. Like, he mm-hmm. loves it. Yeah, it's kind of perverse, in my opinion. It rather, it he I, yeah, it might be. Yeah. So, anyway, the... Disciples of Death get the win. Oh, by the way, for future reference, for those of you who may not remember, Barrio Negro is the luchador that's in the shirt. The other two, I can't differentiate. I'd have to be watching. Uh, it won't mm-hmm. matter for. Eventually, yeah, if eventually it won't matter. You'll you won't have to. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anywho. 
Okay. So what did you think of the debut of the Disciples of Death? I actually liked it because I I, I kind of I figured they were going for that, you know, uh, that zombie undead character like, you know, the the Undertaker popping back up or Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. doing the uh, the exorcist girl crawling thing like a uh, player. Yes. And then Katrina controlling them by licking, you know, who she wanted dead. And then they all pounce. Um, and I, and dude, it's a guilty pleasure, but I like Pimpinella and I really like Bengala a lot. So it was, uh, it's one of those things where I like it, but it also had a lot of elements that I like. I mean, the puns were killing me because they were so terrible. Uh, Vampiro had some dad jokes, which were killing me. So uh, I, I happened to be the demographic that they were targeting with this match, I think. <laughs> I think that might be the case. Yeah. <laughs> so next up. Johnny Mundo is in Dario Cueto's office and Johnny says, Hey, why the hell am I not in that title shot? Why, why am I not in that uh, title contender match? And Dario says, you know what? You don't get it. Like I want you to go in as champion. Cause you know what? When I said, I want a fresh start, I want a fresh start. And you really won me over when you showed that tenacity, when you put Alberto through my office window and, you know, that tells you the kind of person that Dario is. When he says he likes violence, he really does, man. Um, and Dario says, you know what? Like I said, I wanted a fresh start. And, uh, you know, so you punched me. Big deal. <laughs> Who cares? I look great in sunglasses. I, I'd like that line. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, like I said, Dario respects Johnny's bloodthirst. And Dario says, you know, so you think you're better than Prince Puma? And Johnny says, no. I know I'm better than Prince Puma. So Dario proposes for the first time ever in the temple, Prince Puma defending the Lucha Underground Championship against Johnny Mundo all night long. Word to Lionel Richie. All night long essentially means one match, one show. This is going to be an Iron Man match. It's a, I'd say it's a, uh, a landmark episode too. It is. It really is. And that's actually going to be next week. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Dario proposes a toast to new beginnings and Johnny Mundo says, and a new champion. And they drink. So Johnny Mundo, if there was ever any doubt, Johnny Mundo is full-blown heel. Yeah. I mean... Don't don't you dare. He put Berto through a window, buddy. Yeah, but it's Alberto. Alberto probably did something wrong. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, if you were to say, "Oh no, someone beat up Tavari." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are they really a bad guy? Like, come on. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Right now, Mundo's so, only doing what's best for his career and beating up people that were assholes to him. Like, there's really nothing heelish about it yet. I guess, yeah. But anyway, so it's main event time. King Cuerno, Cage, Hernandez, they all come out to the ring. And Melissa Santos, before they can ring the bell, Melissa Santos says, and introducing, returning to the temple, Drago. And then she says, if Drago loses, he must unmask. And Stryker and Vamp acted shocked, but I swear at some point earlier in the show between the Dario segment and this, Stryker and Vamp actually acknowledged that that drago was going to be in the main event tonight they might have and i, I and uh i have two points i want to 
I really thought they did. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, there's two things I want to say before I forget. One is I think now with technology, we could have a match where they use CGI to make it look like a pipe comes out of the ground like in Mario Brothers, and then Drago comes out covered in shit and toilet paper. Oh, uh, my God. And we could also, the other thing I was thinking of is that we're all, we're already at the main event, and we've only been talking for 20 minutes. Yeah. Ish. Hey, that's fine, man. It's been kind of a light show. Yeah, it's true. It was. I mean, I, I, uh, we literally had, we, we've literally had two matches and one of those was like two minutes long. True. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. Like, I checked the timer because I always check the time before the main event starts. There's like 18 minutes of runtime left on this episode when the match started. Oh, wow. Which that's almost half the show. Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. But this match was I forgot how amazing this was. And I didn't write a lot of spots down, but I did notice when Drago was being introduced, Hernandez seemed very upset, and he looked like he was about to cry, actually. Hernandez and Drago had some... some. Uh, it, was, it was Hernandez, Drago, uh, Cage, right? Was Cage... Hernandez, in Drago, Cage, and uh, King Cuerno. There was some psychology where that they didn't pick up on where, like... Uh, but they said the announcers pointed out that Hernandez was kind of the reason why Drago was out. Yeah, and he absolutely. Then, yeah, he was. I mean, you this, you know, Hernandez speared Drago in the title match, and there was they didn't really play up on that too much that I remember. Uh, they could have played up that more, and they they did continue the story of will they won't they of uh, Cuerno and Cage like will they fight will they feud will they be friends will they start dating yeah like I don't. That'll happen. Well, some people like, you know, some people love differently uh, where it looks like fighting to other people. But, you know, it's just courtship. Yeah, Uh, it's not healthy. It's one of those things. It's like Dennis said, this isn't will they won't they. This is I know they won't and I don't want them to. (laughs) Well, yeah, Um, (laughs) it was a good match, though. It was such a good match. I didn't really write down the only two moves I wrote down was Cage did from the outside on the on the apron. He springboarded to the top of the ropes facing into the ring and did a moonsault. Um, oh, my God. Dude, he, I, I heard that he was he was he used to be smaller before he, he you know, started taking the uh, whatever he takes. Um, uh, you know, stuff. Yeah, but he used to be like a high flyer. And man, it he can. It, yeah, it, he, he must have been he, the way he did this moonsault was dude smooth. It was. One well, of the smoothest moonsaults. What's that? Cage was almost a skateboarder. Oh, yeah. They said that, too, I think, on either AEW or in Lucha Underground. I believe it was on Lucha Underground, sir. Okay, because I watched both shows this week, so they're kind of <laughs> mixed up. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, dude. Also, they... go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. I was kind of ending my point, so you're good to go. Uh, one of the spots I wrote down is uh, Hernandez had um, Cuerno up over his head and did a full blown like standing standing press on him. It was wild, and then he yeah. swaggered away. Hernandez is so good, bro. We say this he's every great. week. He's just he he has superhuman strength, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he he might be stronger than Cage. He may be. He oh. may be. This was a it's it and like I say I say it was such a good match that I didn't write down a lot of notes. I really didn't write down the only other thing is is in the finish, but yeah. it was a good this was a great 
uh, four-way well, match. Do you, do you remember who was watching on the perch during the match? Oh my god! Yeah, uh, kill shot. Uh, yep, alluding kill to shot. Cuerno. And Cuerno, and and uh, I like how in Lucha Underground there's really no chicken shit heels. It's all people trying to be the best warrior. So they mm-hmm. they even if they're heels, they'll go after each other. I like that shit because just there's no mm-hmm. bullshit dumb face baby baby face bullshit. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for that feud. Uh, he even yeah. shot the arrow for the uh, for the arrow from hell that he does. Yeah. He he aimed it in Killshot's direction before he did it. Absolutely, he did. Absolutely, he did. So we'll go right to the finish here. Drago wins with the tail of the, the tail of the dragon, the you know the trapping bridge pin. And it seemed to me like Marty Elias. It wasn't a super fast count, but it seemed like his cadence was a little faster than normal. It was a fast count, but he did it right after. The other spot I wrote down, which was a poison mist. So Drago not only is a fire dragon, but he has poison capabilities as well. Oh my god. That's Important OP, brother. It's like Superman. He's uh there's a I don't know if you ever played Monster Hunter, but anyone that's played Monster Hunter knows the uh the Diablos dragon line and the uh Rathi- the Rathian and, and uh no the the Rathian lines, the Rathalos and the Rathian are fire and poison dragons, so you know how tough they are to fight. If you played Monster Hunter, you know how hard they are and how much of a pain in the ass they are. So that's how powerful Drago is. He can poison you or he can burn you alive. Either way, he's going to grab you and take you down to the bowels of, of the septic sewer system. So, <laughs> But yeah, Drago gets the win. Too loud, Drago chants. And you want to know what the next thing did? The Okay, so Prince Puma shows up to the ring, and he's getting booed. <laughs> And we're getting loud Drago chants. And this exposed that Prince Puma is not being structured as the baby face that they want him to be structured as. No, they've done a bad job. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Puma is great in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, but they absolutely. have him. They give him these weak ass wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people don't like that. Like they don't want a baby, like a baby. If it's if it's like a, a send off to like a good moment, like finishing a storyline where someone's being like, someone makes the right decision and saves the day. Sure, but it's just like him just eking out wins mm-hmm. over people that kind of had him beat, based on some help yeah. from Hernandez or Cone, and he he wins like a heel wins. Yes, absolutely, and you know it kind of showed you know. In the reaction, because the crowd really got behind Drago, who honestly doesn't win a lot. But when he does, he earns that shit. He doesn't win a lot. He's he's kind of small, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's yeah, he's kind of like Darby Allen. Yeah, uh, I'd say in size and, and and like where he's placed on the card. But it's just it just shows more, like you said, how bad of a job. And, and you know, we're 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 you could even say we're nitpicking, but it's just. Rewatching Puma's reign is is kind of painful sometimes because it's like Jesus Christ, can't he this guy get like a clean fucking win? Yeah. He's the champion. It would be nice to see, yes, yeah, and uh, we'll talk about that you know later on, but yeah. So we got to then Dario in his office, you know, messing with the blinds like a cat would to see what was going on on out in the ring. <laughs> and he feels the presence, and he turns around. He feels it, turns around again. Katrina's right there. It must be my birthday. <laughs> anyway, Katrina is choking Dario Cueto. 
and says, you know, you made a mistake when you didn't put No Muertes in the contender match. And Dario says, well, well, No Muertes didn't ever face Prince Puma. Katrina yeah, it didn't says, help his case much. <laughs> yeah. Katrina says, you know, every man, mortal or not, he craves power. And uh, Dario, then I think he kind of gets the threat. And Dario says, you know what? Two weeks, no more this versus Drago. The winner will challenge the Lucha Underground champion at Ultimate Lucha. It's going to be a good so, match. We have got two weeks in a row where we've got two solid main events. Actually, one is a main event, but it's the only match on the show. Being that next week, we've got all night long Prince Puma defending the Lucha Underground Championship against Johnny Mundo. And in two weeks, Mil Muertes versus Drago for the where the winner will get the right to challenge the Lucha Underground Champion at Ultima Lucha. Katrina, before she disappears says that even the monster that you hide in this temple is no match for Mil Muertes. <laughs> Goosebumps, dude. He didn't, he, he didn't, you could tell by the look on his face, he didn't know that she knew about him, so she was, he was kind of caught off guard. Yeah. With that. Absolutely, I would agree. She was choking him, too, with, with his own necklace. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I guess all things considered, we can grade the show. Hmm. So, let me ask, what would you give this letter grade? Give it a B minus, I think. Okay, all right. I'm going to go with an even B, actually. I really like the main event. I really like the vignettes, especially the ending one. And I'm very excited for all night long, Johnny Mundo versus Prince Puma. Yes, it's going to be a very good show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, folks, I told you at the beginning of last week's episode, we would have a major announcement for you that could shake the network to its core. And by God, I always deliver. So, Greg, for the longest time, this show has dropped on Thursdays at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, correct? Actually, no, I've been dropping it at 7 even. Mm. Yeah, you said well, that on one show, and I was surprised. I was like, what does he mean by 6.30? I have always been doing it by 7. At se- that's what time James said to do it. It was at 7. Can't do it at 6.30? You can. I, I just been doing it at 7 because that's what we said originally. Uh, let's do 6.30. So, Okay. Anyway. I mean, we we can do. Uh, we can actually. I don't think. I don't think the time's an issue. I think it's just the day. Thank you for taking the wind out of my sails, buddy. But if I welcome. still have this. Either way, this is going to change the network. It's going to shake it to its core. Because the shows will now drop on Thursday morning at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. That's right, folks. We're sorry. You're going to have to wait one hour longer to download the show. But trust me, it will be worth it each and every week. 6.30 a.m. Central Time, 7.30 Eastern, starting April 8. And uh, 
I guess a uh, happy April Fool's Day to you fellas out there for listening. And ladies, we know we we yeah, 50% of our listenership is female. Wait, you said they would have to wait longer, but we're dropping it sooner. No, we're not. You don't know how time works, do you? You said the East Coast. Yeah, we're dropping it at Central Time, not Eastern Time, sir. Greg, you know it's 7:20 over there, right? Wait, what are you trying to do? What time? What time? You keep doing six thirty and seven thirty, but like, why don't you just pick like a flat hour? Why does it have to be the thirty? That's what I'm confused about. Jesus Christ, Greg, six thirty. Prince Puma does a six thirty. Oh, wow! You're killing me. I thought we we've discussed this before. We have. (laughs) We totally have. Huh. Did you play football in high school, sir? No. Uh, so you what time CTE do you, you want it? 6.30 Central time? 6.30 Central time. Yes, okay. sir. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> I, dude, I've been so confused on why you want it at 6.30 for the longest time. I'm like, why does he keep focusing on the 6.30? This makes no sense to me. Next time. I'm like, why is he running at 6.30? Oh why can't God. we do it at 6? Why can't we do it at 7? It's a whole ass <laughs> bit, bro. <laughs> Hey, I mean, even I wasn't in on it. That's how that's how close you played it to the vest. So, I mean, kudos to kudos to you. I guess. I guess. Yeah. So, folks, check out all the other shows in the network. All Things Elite. That's AEW based. That is hosted by Floyd Johnson and Austin Summerwitz. Also, 8-Bit Suplex. That is hosted by Heel Josh, number two, Josh McLaughlin and Shooter Santos, Sandy Gaviria. That is impact and video game based. If you want your WWE stuff, you, there are several options here. You can go with Ricky and Clive. That, that's a Scottish uh, show. Love those guys. Great guys. If you want, you can go check out the original show on the network, One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd. They not only talk, you know, all sorts of wrestling that intrigues them, including stardom, you know, from Dr. Joshi there. But also, you know, they'll talk politics. They'll talk sports. They go they go all around the map. And it's it's really appreciated. If you want a New Japan based product, you can listen to Keeping It Strong Style with Jeremy Donovan and Josh Smith. By God, I almost forgot Young Boy's name. <laughs> that would have been great. Grown Men Watch This Shit. That is independent based. That is James Vanderbeek, not the star of Dawson's Creek and Chris Things. Great match generator. If you want to talk about a great match that is randomly generated, if you want to hear someone talk about that, you can listen to DJ Cooks every week. Uh, Did I forget anybody? Did you do All Things Elite already? Yes, sir. That's everybody, I think, yeah. Hell yes, dude. We did it. Oh, by the way, check me out every Wednesday night after NXT and AEW Dynamite. On Eddie and Caleb Zerocast, that is not a part of the network, but I still want you to download it. I really do. And I would appreciate it quite a bit. I'd even say I love you. Like, you, you send me a screen grab of you listening to the latest episode of Eddie and Caleb Zerocast. I will, res- will respond on Twitter. I love you. So if you want to get that. Did the episode with me drop yet? Because that's the only one I care about. The Blade, the Blade episode? Yeah. <laughs> a while back, buddy. Yes. Yeah, we okay. already... Um, well, this drops on the first, right? Well, this will, but I'll edit this out because it has nothing to do with me, and I'm uh, only care about me. So. Leave it on. We can leave, we can 
just leave it on. It's not a big deal. I'm going to bleep it out. <laughs> Don't dare. So by the first, oh, our Pootie Tang episode will have dropped. And also, I'm going to invite you here on the air. Mm. Because on Monday, we have to record Blade 2. And I was wondering if you would be interested in joining. And feel free to say no. You're not obligated. Uh, I'll probably rag on it because I hate Blade 2. Oh. Yeah, it's not a good movie, <laughs> in my opinion. You're still welcome, though. You're still welcome if you, if you want to, again, but you're not obligated. Let me get back to you just because I have uh, work stuff going on. But yeah, also... you still got to watch, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier and the Zack Snyder Justice League and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll probably watch Justice League before I watch Fank, Falcon and, and uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. God bless you. He just sneaked, folks. He muted himself. Oh, he didn't mute himself. I tried still to. Sneak. Awesome. So, folks, sometimes that sneeze could mean a lot more. And sometimes when that sneeze means a lot more, the only thing you have to suffer is grave consequences. I might have AIDS. <laughs> you should leave that in. I am going to leave that in. Because we don't know. You'll be Tom Hanks and I'll be uh, Denzel. <laughs> that means I have to die before the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if I like that. We could do the Romeo and Juliet part where you act like you poison yourself and I go and kiss you and then kill myself and then you kill yourself. Well, we, we're saving this, the Caleb self-destruct for the final episode. Remember that. By the way, Romeo and Juliet fucking sucks. It is a stupid movie and a stupid yeah. story. It is a dumb story. It's like, oh, I thought you were, oi, oi, because we all know they're British. Oi, I thought you were dead, right? Oi, mate. In it? I don't know. Well, <laughs> just I'm not dead. Oh, uh, they're like fourteen or thirteen when they did it too. So it's yeah. like it's really just some stupid kids killing themselves. Exactly. Do you remember their last names? It, they were they were stupid because it's the name of the family and it's like the yeah. Montets or something versus the something. I got gotcha. I forget. The Montagues and the Capulets. I don't know which one's which. Have you? I I, I recently have seen rewatched the scene. But I could be wrong. I recently rewatched the scene where they're at the gas station from the movie. I don't know if you remember oh the movie. Oh my god, the movie's <laughs> dumb, dude. And it's John Leguizamo speaking mm-hmm. in, in Shakespearean, and it's just so yeah. like it's so bad it's good. And I love John Leguizamo, but draw your sword, and his sword's a gun. <laughs> it's such a Fuck bad, movie. stupid. Should we cut it this? Is or should terrible. we leave this in here? Uh, we've already signed off, but we can leave it in. We'll leave it in there because we're professional. We didn't say anything bad, did we? I said I had AIDS, and I don't know if that'll offend anybody. Or if it I should. don't know. I'm not sure. You can leave it in if you want to, man. We're gonna we're gonna risk it because I don't. It's me I'm talking about. Yeah, no one no one listens to this anyway, dude. It, yeah, that's true. We've already found out our own our own friends <laughs> at Social Suplex do not listen to our show. Like our we've already baited them out. Our own co-hosts don't listen to this. They they don't they won't even let us put. We're leaving this in because they won't even let us put merch on the store. Exactly. Even though even though we're driving all the downloads. We, got the mm-hmm. we, are. Demos. we carry, yeah, we, we got that 18 to 49 demo on lock, baby. But no, we can't have a hoodie. We can't have a hat. 
It's, it's, you know. Can't have a tank top, even though Skinny or Caleb wants a tank top. <laughs> we should do like uh, like uh, like how wrestlers do when they try to get out of their contract where they go on social media and they like trash the company. <laughs> but <laughs> don't tell them about it and see if anyone catches on. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, here's the thing. I think, no, Rich listens to the show because oh. Rich listens to everything on the network. How's he have time? Uh, he makes time. Probably listens to the shit when he goes to sleep. <laughs> he listens to it while he's dreaming. <laughs> I assume, yeah. So that's probably why I show up in his dreams all the time. <laughs> oh, man, I hope he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll leave this all in because it's actually good content, I guess. I don't know. That's a great idea. We're leaving it in. Uh, I guess for real this time, folks, we're letting you go because it's a Friday night and I got nothing to do. But I'm going to watch a little bit of SmackDown, baby, direct before the pay. SmackDown's on Fridays? It's, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I haven't watched WWE since 2003. Okay, so. I was going to say, it's been on Fridays since 2019. Oh, yeah, I haven't been watching, I want to say 2004. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I when I say I don't like WWE, it's not me ragging on the company. I just genuinely don't like the content, usually. I love NXT. You're like, you're like the antithesis of Floyd Johnson, who has like, who like watches. He he like has never stopped watching. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna rag on people that keep watching it. Yeah, you know, if you if you like it, go for it. I mean, it's just not it's just not for me. Like, I I don't care for it. Like, I didn't like. Uh, I I've been on record saying like I I usually don't like Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know, I I watched a four way recently that was kind of meh. But anyway, I guess we should end the show now. <laughs>